Okay, we're holding Masechus Peah, Perik Zion, Mishnah Vav, that's 7-6. This Mishnah is one of the most popular Mishnayas in Shas. It actually appears three separate times, once here in Peah, again in the fifth Perik of Maeser Sheni, and again in the fourth Perik of Edius. Um, it also happens to be one of the Mishnayas that require quite a lot of background um, to explain properly. And in the spirit of the fact this is the concise recordings, I'm going to suggest that if this is your first time through Shas, um, you'll understand what you can now, and uh, don't panic if all isn't perfectly clear. You'll get a second and even a third chance um, as you go through later on to pick up some other stuff, because there's quite a lot of background required. In any case, we'll do what we can, and certainly if this is not your first time through Shas, I will try to explain it that you can understand it uh, 100% according to the Bar Tanura. So the topic of our Mishnah is the halachic status of Ravai. Ravai is the produce of um, either a kerem, which is our Mishnah's Girsa, a vineyard, uh, in its fourth year. And there are others, Tanaim, who understand that Ravai applies to all tree fruit. But our Mishnah in our Girsa is Kerem Ravai, Ravai the fourth year in a vineyard, and we'll stick just to that. We'll just consider, great, it's also relevant to us here. Now, when it comes to Ravai, the gist of Ravai is that it, the fourth year produce of a vineyard I, must be treated pretty similar to Meiser Shani, meaning it's taken to Jerusalem and eaten over there. Um, and uh, if one doesn't want to take the Ravai produce to Jerusalem, then he has the option of deconsecrating those grapes um, onto the Kedusha, transferring the Kedusha onto coins and bringing those coins to Jerusalem and using those coins to purchase foodstuffs in Jerusalem. Now, that's agreed upon to everyone in the Mishnah. The question, however, is the derivation regarding the halachas of Ravai, of fourth-year produce, um, and that will have certain nafkaminas ramifications with respect to various halachas regarding Ravai. Now, the end of the Mishnah discusses what's relevant to our topic at hand here. The previous two Mishnahs and Peah had discussed the gifts of Peret and Olos, special gifts one leaves in a vineyard. And the mission will discuss at the end whether that applies also to revive fruit um, or not. Um, before we get there, we have the main part of the mission, which discusses the general rules of revive. And its machlokis between Basil and Beishamai is predicated upon the question of where one learns out the halachas of revive from. The Torah describes revive as kodesh hilulim, which means kodesh is holy, and hilulim means loosely it's there for singing songs of praise. Now, it's a bit of a gratuitous description, and the way that Beis Hillel will learn it is that there's a Gezerah Shava, an equivalency that comes from um, two words, one appearing here in the context of Ravai, Kodesh, and one in the context of Maeser Sheni, Kodesh. And just as Maeser Sheni is Kodesh and has certain halachas, so too Ravai will have those halachas. Now, what is Maeser Sheni? Maeser Sheni is the second tithe, literally. It's after one takes off true Magadol and gives that to the Kohen, and Maeserishon, which he gives to the Levi. So then, there's another tithe that's given. Uh, now, the way that the halachic agricultural cycle works is that there's a seven-year cycle, which is comprised of two mini three-year cycles, so three years plus three years for a total of six years, and then a seventh year of Shemitah, and then that starts again. So in each of those mini three-year cycles, 
There is um, the first two years are called Meiser Shani years, meaning that one gives the Meiser Shani tithe, which I'll describe in a second. And then in the third year, one gives Meiser Ani, a gift to the poor, a tenth of what remains after the Truma and Meiser Rishon is given to the poor. The Meiser Ani is not a topic here either. However, in years one and two, and then again in years four and five, Meiser Shani, that second tithe is taken. And the Allah is that after one takes that tithe, he doesn't give it to anybody. He keeps it for himself. And he has that extra food, which he will bring to Jerusalem and eat over there. And in the event that he doesn't want or can't bring all that food to Jerusalem because it's too cumbersome or any other reason, he is allowed to deconsecrate that food, the Kedusha that restricts it to being consumed only in Jerusalem, within its walls, and he can put that Kedusha onto a coin and then take those coins up to Jerusalem to purchase foodstuffs over there. That's the halachas of Meiser Sheni, the idea being that Jews will have full pockets and the... the um, Shvakim, the marketplace of Jerusalem, will be um, well endowed when people come, Alila Regal, to come to visit the base of Mikdash and have sort of an uplifting experience, both in Ruchnius and Gashmias. In any case, that's beside the point. So we have Kodesh Kodesh, the Gzeir Shava, connecting the uh, Ravai to Meister Shani, and the same way it must be eaten in Jerusalem, that is, it being Meister Shani, eaten in Jerusalem, so too. Ravai must be eaten in Jerusalem. Um, and the same way it can be deconsecrated onto coins, and then the coins be brought to Jerusalem, allowing one to eat the deconsecrated fruit back home. When it comes to Meister Shani, the same halachas apply to Ravai. Okay, that's one approach. The other approach is that the halachas of Ravai are learned out from the phrase Kodesh Hilulim, but not a Gezer Shava from Kodesh Kodesh, but rather the phrase Kodesh Hilulim, which means Again, holy, kodesh, ilulim, for praise. Now, there is another fruit, the quintessential halachic fruit, so to speak, that one sings praises to Hashem with. And that is the fruit of Bikurim, the seven species by which Eretz Yisrael is praised. That's wheat, barley, olives, dates, grapes, figs, and pomegranates. Um, one takes his first fruits um, or in the case of wheat and barley, his first, pro- first produce, and he'll bring that to Jerusalem and uh, have a special procedure done over there, as described in Parshas Kisavo. Included there on praise Hashem, having the whole process of bringing us to Eretz Yisrael, etc. So the same way <clears throat> one is Mahalel Hashem with Bikurim, the Allahas, so to speak, of and and must be done in Jerusalem where the fruit has to go, and so too when it comes to Ravai, so the Fruit must go up to Jerusalem. Now, there's no such thing as deconsecration of Bikurim. Once fruit is Bikurim, it goes to Jerusalem to be given to the Kohen. In Jerusalem, there's no way to sort of deconsecrate it and then bring other, let's say, fruit or money in its place. No such thing. However, the fact that it says Hilulim, which is a strange word, the Gemara in Brachas, Lamad Hay, understands that Hilulim can also be darshan to read as Chilulim. Um, the Hay and the Ches sometimes interchangeable for drushes. And therefore, chilulim means deconsecration. So we're saying, understanding that from the word kodesh chilulim, instead of from the words kodesh chilulim, that this holy food of Ravai can be, in fact, deconsecrated. So according to Beisham Beis Hillel, then, um, the halachas are the same with regard to what we said before. Summing up, that means for the first three years of fruit, it's orla, no one could eat it. Um, and then in the fourth year, in vineyards, maybe all fruits, for that matter, um, the produce must be taken to Jerusalem and eaten there. 
It's called Ruva'ai, and if you don't want to bring it or can't bring it to Jerusalem, then you deconsecrate it um, onto coins and bring the coins to Jerusalem. That's a universal agreement. That's the beginning of our Mishnah, um, and it's presumed according to everyone, and that's fine. However, if you want to make Beis Hillel, so then the halachas of Maeser Sheni will all sort of transfer over to the halachas of Ravai. Whereas if you learn like Beis Shammai, there are other halachas that apply to Maeser Sheni will not transfer over to Ravai. Now, what would those other halachas be? Well, there are two in specific that we need to consider here. The first is called Bior. Bior is um, the removal of or destruction of tithes uh, when they go past their deadline. That is to say that at the end of each of those three-year mini-cycles, one has to either have given away all the various tithes, Truma Meister, and consumed Meister Shani where it belongs in Jerusalem, etc., um, or he has to get rid of it. Um, the halachas of Bior are beyond right now's topic, um, but the point is that deadline occurs either um, right before Pesach of years 4 and year 7, or according to Rambam, on the seventh day of Pesach of years 4 and year 7. So, Maestro Sheni has a lach of beer. If you didn't consume it in Jerusalem, comes Ere Pesach of the fourth year, you have to get rid of it. Um, and that will also apply to Revai, according to base Hillel. The lachas of Maestro Sheni transfer over to Revai. So if you have leftover Revai produce, or money that was used to redeem that Revai produce, it must be used up by the deadline or else it faces the obligations of beer of removal. Um, according to Beis Shammai, the halachas of Revai were learned out from Bikurim, and there's no such thing as from Bikurim to do with beer, and therefore there's no such rule of beer when it comes to Revai, no such deadline, no such requirement, and when any deadline passes to get rid of it. The other halacha we're going to talk about here is the halacha of Chomesh. Chomesh means... Um, adding a fifth, and it applies as follows. If, for argument's sake, a person had four shekels worth of fruit, that's miser, shiny fruit, and he's going to redeem it. So then he can redeem it onto four shekels, that's fine. But if he redeems his own fruit, he actually should add a fifth shekel um, in the redemption process, so he'll have a total of five shekels when he comes to Jerusalem. This is a surcharge. The chomish is adding a fifth for every four, um, which in English we'd probably translate as, if you call the Chomesh a surcharge, if you will, we'll call it a surcharge of 25%, right? Because you have four and you add a fifth. But the way that the mission talks about it, the fifth means a fifth of the total. Then you have four shekels, you add one more for a total of five, so that's a fifth. Okay, in any case, so the surcharge of adding 25%, the Chomesh, which applies when you redeem your own produce as opposed to other people's produce, Applies to Meister Shani, and if you learn Meister Shani, also halachas port over to Ruva'ai, as Beis Hillel do, because of the Gezer Shava of Kodesh Kodesh. So then there'll also be halacha of, if you deconsecrate your Ruva'ai, you should add also a Chomesh, an extra 25%. Whereas Beis Shammai is going to say, no, the halachas of Ruva'ai have nothing to do with Meister Shani, per se, and therefore there's no such halacha of Chomesh, no such thing as adding an extra fifth, that 25%. Okay. That's the whole far, first part of the Mishnah said outside. Inside, there's not much to go on. Just a simple reading of the words that says, Kerem Ravai, when it comes to a fourth year produce from vineyard, Beishame Omrim, Ein lo Chomesh, Ve'ein lo Beer. There's no halachas of Chomesh, there's no halachas of Beer, 
because the halachas are vile or not from Bikurim, which have no chomish and have no beer. Ubeisil omrim yeshlo. Beisrael says, yes, they do. Yes, Ravai does have halachas of chomish and beer, because, again, it's learned out. Halachas of, of Ravai are learned out from Meitzr Shani, which do have chomish and beer. Okay. Mishnah continues on. Beisrael omrim yeshlo peret v'yeshlo olos. Beisrael hold that something extra, additional, special, unusual with respect to revive produce. And therefore, if you have a vineyard and it's got parrots that broke off, one or two grapes, etc., and that you're picking them, or olos, you know, clusters that are misshapen, that don't have the katef and natef, that shoulder and that pendant or drop at the bottom. So then you have to leave those on the vine in the case of olos or on the floor in the case of the parrots. Then you will come pick it up. They will be told, instructed, informed that it's fourth-year produce, revai, and they themselves will have to take it to Jerusalem to eat it over there or deconsecrate their olos and parrot and then bring the money up to Jerusalem. That's how Beis Shammai learns. Beis Hillel says no. Beis Hillel hold that they're... That's really a separate thing altogether. Beis Hillel hold that the same way that Meiser Shani um, has a lachic status of being mamon govoa, which means uh, God's property, Quite literally, mamon is like a assets, property, money, and gavoa means elevated. So, but mamon gavoa means it's, it's, so to speak, God's food, and he just invites us to sit at his table. When we go to Jerusalem, so to speak, God says, this is my food, but I want you to eat it with me in Jerusalem. Um, but it's not mamon bailam, it doesn't belong to the farmer himself. Since the produce is not the farmer's, he has no obligation to leave parat olos, because that is not his to leave. Therefore, basila hold. That since their halachic status of Meiser Shani is that it's Mamon Gavoa, one would not leave Olos or Peret for the Niam. Instead, he would harvest all the fruits, put it into the wine press, because the purpose of cultivating grapes is ultimately to make wine. And at the press, he'd make the wine, and then the wine would be taken to Jerusalem to be eaten as Ravai, like Meiser Shani, or deconsecrated onto coins, and the money brought to Jerusalem. And therefore, the Mishnah reads, there is halachas of peret and olos when it comes to kerem ravai, vanim podma atman, the poor people who have rights to collect the peret and olos will simply redeem it themselves, taking the money to Jerusalem. They say no, all the grapes, including the peret and olos, are harvested, put in the gas, that's the wine press, and then the wine is brought to Jerusalem, or deconsecrated, and all... Um, done by the the owner, the farmer, who will eat it over there as Mammon Gavoa, as God's wine, so to speak, eating at God's table, if you will. And the Aeneum don't get any of the parrot or the Olos. The halacha, of course, is like Beis Hillel.